Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. Always happy to go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line to be joined by our friend in the Blues Insider for 101 ESPN and The Athletic. He is Jeremy Rutherford joining us here on the show. JR, appreciate the time, man. Hockey season is back. How you doing, my friend? Good, good. Anytime, boys. Absolutely. We're thrilled to have you. So let's start out with this one. Um, I think one of the bigger questions in Blues camp right now is what the future holds for Scott Perunovich. He's looked really good in the first two games thus far. Does he have a real shot to be able to make the opening day roster, or is this a guy that we're going to see what he looks like in the preseason, he's going to go down to the AHL, and then maybe later on this year we see him? I think he does. I think he's been very, very impressive. I think he's probably uh, even surprised. I know it's a you know tough word to use with expectations for him. Uh, surprised the, the coaching staff and Doug Armstrong in terms of this. The fact that he's able to play so well after missing 18 months of hockey, I don't think they're surprised that he's a talent and that he skates well and he moves the puck and he gets himself out of jams. But here's a guy who just hasn't had game action. and he, So he's come into camp, and to me, we talked to him today after practice. I asked him a question, is this the best uh, that you think you could have hoped for in camp thus far? And uh, he said, yeah, I think you know my, I really like uh, what my game looks like right now. So to me, uh, he does have a chance, BK. And uh, he's going to have a chance uh, tomorrow night, the, the game against Columbus exhibition game, to play with Nico Mikula. And uh, I think that could be shaping up as a potential third pairing for the Blues uh, if this continues. Well, in JR, I mean, that's his third straight game, Scott Perunovich, if he plays on Wednesday, which all signs pointing towards him playing, which is already a great sign and, and confidence from the coaching staff, but more so on the power play side. We saw him pick up an assist last night on Buchnevich's goal on the power play. He had two total assists last night, the one in the in overtime for the game winner. He's jumping into the offense, which I, I, at least from what I have seen, seems like it has a lot of potential to possibly be better than what Vince Dunn was for the Blues. Yeah, and I'm glad you bring up that name because that's the name I was going to bring up is Vince Dunn. You know, so much uh, discussion about uh, not trading him, losing him to Seattle in the expansion draft, and here's a guy who can skate and also get out of jams. But Doug Armstrong probably in, in the back of his mind, the thinking was if Scott Perinovich can come in and be that same guy, you know, then you can uh, account for what the role Vince Dunn had. And so if, if Perinovich can come in and be that guy, I, I think that's possible. That's the thing that's really stuck out to me the most, guys, is the skating. And that's what the name of the game is these days. And especially, you know, if you have guys who can do their job, like a Justin Falk, like a Colton Pareko, like a Tory Krug, 
on the uh, high end of that uh, defense, then I think that you can allow uh, Scott Previch to kind of work his way in and, and show you what he can do. And he can be that type of guy uh, who helps you in the bottom of the defensive pairings. And, and so to me, perhaps they decide at the end of the camp that, hey, look, he could really use some more ice time and some more game action and so on and so forth. Perhaps he opens up in Springfield. But to me, after what I've seen the first week or so, this is a guy who I think is ready to contribute. I think you were the one that mentioned this on Twitter yesterday, if I'm not mistaken, JR. But Mikola has been spending a decent amount of time on the right side. And they were paired last night in the in the preseason game together, Perunovic and Mikola. Is it possible that's your third pairing? Yeah, you know, I hate to, to jump because there's still, what, six ex- exhibition games left uh, today in practice. You still have a, a Jake Wallman and a Robert Bortuzzo skating as a pair uh, today in practice. Uh, you know, I know they like Bortuzzo's veteran leadership, but he's not a guy that's going to play 65, 70 games. And I think Jake Wallman, even though he had that sort of quote-unquote breakout last year where it's like, hey, don't forget about this guy. Here's a guy who, you know, had had a long time in the organization but really hasn't shown much, and last year he did. I still think, unfortunately for him, he has to – he's got to show more. He's got to continue to show that and be consistent in order to get in there. So I think they're given an opportunity. I think they're given a chance for uh, Mikola and Prenovich to play together and see what's there and quite possibly. Now, is it opening night? It might not be. That's why they have so many opportunities to take a look at these guys. Perhaps Bortuzzo is in that third pair to start out the year. But I think uh, the fact that these two are paired together and getting a lot of games, like Alex said, they're definitely giving it a, a look-see. JR, from the forward perspective, BK and I were just talking about this a bit ago, and look, there's 10 forwards that are solidified that we assume are going to be on this roster, and Doug Armstrong told the fast lane yesterday that you're kind of projecting 14 forwards for the upcoming season. So, I mean, that's four spots that guys are fighting for, and of course, Oscar Sundquist is still a part of this. Who do you feel like has the upper hand or the edge right now in the forward competition for a roster spot? Yeah, I got 11 spots accounted for. This comes with a disclaimer. You know, I think that if we're going to have this conversation, Kyle Clifford's on a one-way, you know, he's got one year left on his deal, too, and, and so I think he's going to be here at a, a million dollars. That doesn't mean he's going to play regularly, but I, I got him on the uh, roster. And so now you're looking at a potential, you know, you could really throw six names in a hat. I try to boil it down to, to four names that are probably fighting for two spots. And here, I'll tell you, tell you, tell you what I think. You know, McKenzie McEachern, you know, I think that he's a guy who – uh, he's on a one-way deal, and are they going to pay him nine hundred thousand to go play in Spring Springfield? Perhaps if he's not one of the top fourteen, you know, I wouldn't rule that out. But to me, you almost throw him in as one of the extras as long as he holds his own here in camp. Uh, so to me, you have a situation where you got a couple guys fighting for the last two spots, and it looks to me it, it could be Clint Costin, James Neal, and Dakota Joshua, and. The biggest question here is which one of those guys can play perhaps up the lineup? Because if you're looking at a fourth line, maybe it's a Clifford, Barbashev, Bozak. I guess you could adjust and put Bozak up the lineup. He's done that before and played well. And then one of those guys I just mentioned, a Joshua or a Costin, one of those guys can fit on the uh, on the fourth line. But to me, if you don't have a Jake Neighbors, who's definitely a top nine forward in the NHL in the future, then I think you're going to have to factor in which one of these guys can play up the lineup. Now to address Jake Neighbors, he has looked absolutely fantastic. Can he make this team? He certainly could. I just think it's a situation where the Blues are going to say, look, this this was a great camp for you. Go to the 
uh, Junior Hockey League and dominate the, the WHL. You're going to be at the World Junior Tournament for a few weeks. You know, have great fun with that. Show who you are. And you're going to be a big part of our future. You know, I do think that that's a possibility still for him as much as we've seen him have a tremendous camp. But um, if he's going to be here, you know, he's got to be here for the long haul. It's 82 games, you know, at 19, his size. Can he do that? You know, I think it's possible, but I think the Blues have some other options. And with neighbors able to go play junior hockey and then also uh, the world junior championships i think that might be the route they go so jared the follow-up for me on the forward battle the one player you didn't mention is logan brown the guy that they acquired from the ottawa senators and you and i were talking at practice earlier this morning how the, uh, it looks like at least from the reporting on the ottawa side he is waiver eligible do, does that force the hand of doug armstrong to keep him on this roster or do you think he really has to battle for a roster spot I think he's going to have to battle. Look, they, they just had him out on the ice what, yesterday and today, first couple practices. Um, here's a guy who is still trying to establish himself, and he's on a two-way deal. And, yes, he does need, need waivers. You can send him down. Uh, to me, that's probably going to be the play at the start of the season. And, look, I know there's a lot made about uh, players needing waivers at the start of the season and potentially losing them. But, you know, I've watched over the years, uh, you know, in training camp when you send them down, there's so many teams going through the exact same thing that, you know, if you're going to take a Logan Brown off of waivers, which, you know, isn't, you know, a bad idea. He's a 11th overall pick in, in the draft a few years ago, but you've got to put him on the NHL roster. And there's so many teams that are doing exactly what we're doing here and trying to break down the 14 uh, forwards and, and, you know, do, do, does their team have enough room? You know, they probably don't have enough room for a Logan Brown. So to me, I think you could sneak him through. Uh, get him to the minors, and then take a look at him later in the season. But to me, it's just a guy that they've got to get uh, more into the system and see how he plays before they could uh, count him as one of their 14. You mentioned James Neal as a guy that could potentially make this roster. What have you seen from him thus far in camp? And if he did make the Blues, JR, what are we talking about with what he could potentially bring to this team? Well, I think he's a guy who he just he brings that veteran leadership. You know, I don't want to take anything away from him. He had a hat trick uh, the other night. You know, one was a, a fluky, odd-angle goal. You know, give him credit, putting it on that. Um, and then, of course, the empty netter. You know, the second one was, was a pretty nice goal. So I think he can score you goals. But to me, at this point in, in his career, he's probably a bottom six guy, you know, but he's not a banger. So can he fit on your fourth line if you've got a line of, like, Clifford, Barbashev, uh, you know, McTucker and Dakota Joshua, those types of guys, I just don't know. So to me, if, if he can help your power play, you bring him into the fold. Uh, but I think the Blues have enough power play guys uh, to, to fill out both units. So to me, I still think it's going to be an uphill battle for Neil to make the team. You know, Fro League's got a chance too. It all depends on what kind of role these guys uh, can fill. But just so many names, like I said, we're talking a group of five or six guys for these last couple spots. Jared, final one for me. Uh, Baruby said last night when you guys asked him in the media postgame availability about his thoughts on the offense, and he said the offense still has a ways to go in terms of getting up to the scheme that they want to play. They get, what, two goals last night, the goal in overtime. They score six goals the night before. And, look, they haven't been seeing stellar competition in terms of preseason. Uh, do you feel kind of where Craig Baruby's at, that the offense may not be up to par with what they're hoping for this season? Yeah, and I don't uh, expect, I didn't expect rather uh, that they'd be there after a couple preseason games, you know, especially when you're bringing in some new faces. But I think the key here, guys, is to watch what some of these new guys are doing. And I know you guys have done that. You know, guys like Saad and Butchnevich, 
going to the net, you know, what we've seen with uh, Jake Neighbors, he was all over the place last night, eight shots directed at the net. And so, you know, whether he's around, we don't know. Uh, but I think in terms of looking at the offense, I don't know that I'd focus so much on the team game yet. And that's probably what Craig Bruby is alluding to is that, you know, he's, he wants to see some more come together. You know, he, he's looking at what he envisions the finished product to look like. Uh, but to me, Early on in camp, especially just a couple games, and not all these guys have played all the games, I, I think you're seeing signs of individuals doing what you need them to do. JR, final question for me. We'll get you out of here on this one. Is there anything else Blues-related, whether it be what you, uh, an observation you've had from the first couple of preseason games or something that you've noticed out at training camp that you think is worthwhile that we did not ask you about? No, I think it's you guys have covered a lot of it. You know, I think that forward battle is probably the biggest story right now. But to me, it's kind of focusing in on what are the Blues trying to do with the lines. They give you little clues, little hints, put certain guys together. You know, and I think you look at some of these lines, and Saad, Thomas, Tarasenko looks like it could be pretty good. It looks like they're trying to put Tarasenko in a spot where he can have some success. That was a big question heading into camp. You know, would he be a second, third line guy? So, you know, I think the fact that those guys have looked pretty good. You got Shen and Buchnevich together. Uh, something to follow Buchnevich. He gets a power play goal last night. You know, is he a guy that fits into your power play? He was on the second unit with the Rangers. And then also, you know, to make these lines work, you had to have either Kyra or Perron probably go over to that left side. And I realize that it's all interchangeable. Or the course of a play, they're going to flip sides, go back and forth. But David Perron, being a team player, you know, on paper, they've got him down on that left side. And I think this really opens some things in terms of their line combination. So I think the little clues, the subtleties that the Blues are giving us, it's, it looks like it's shaping up to be a pretty good uh, top nine. It's Jeremy Rutherford. You can find his work over at The Athletic. He had a really good piece earlier today. I know we all kind of fell in love with the Dakota Joshua story last year. He was able to add some context into that earlier today over on The Athletic. Highly recommend checking that out. All of the work is worthy of the subscription. You can also follow JR on Twitter as well, at JP Rutherford. JR, always appreciate the time, man. We look forward to talking with you again soon. Thanks, BK and Alex. You're the one who protects the flock, and that requires an eye for detail. Because when safety and well-being are on the line, it's the details that can save lives. Even when no one else is watching, you see everything. Granger gets you, and we're here for you. And all the ones who get it done with a wide range of safety products and solutions. Plus board-certified safety consultants here to answer your questions. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Peloton's best offer of the season is here. Get up to $300 off accessories when you purchase a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. Choose from a variety of accessories, like our cycling shoes, a heart rate monitor, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. If you've been looking for a sign to join Peloton, this offer gives you everything you need to get going. This limited-time offer ends November 28th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer starts November 14th and ends November 28th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.